Say It Skillfully is about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said, even at work. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Join Molly Chang today as together we break the silence and learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Hello, Molly here. Welcome to Say It Skillfully, helping you find the words to create shared reality in a way that's true to yourself. I am super jazzed for our awesome cast of callers today. A reminder for you, if you haven't already, check out my website, sayitskillfully.com. Love you to sign up for my mailing list and you'll get practical tips to being even more skillful. And I encourage you to check out my free mini course, get a head start on speaking up positively and productively in any situation. And now we're starting in Washington, D.C., and a very warm welcome to Arthur. Arthur, welcome to Say It Skillfully. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm uh, really appreciating you making the time, and I know your busy schedule. Arthur, what is top of mind for you today? Yeah, this invitation comes right at the, at the right time. So I volunteer a lot of my spare time coaching a robotics team with a few dads. They are a great case. They achieved a lot and in the past few years. They always advanced to regionals, and this year in 2022-2023 season, they advanced to the World Championship. We just returned this weekend from Houston. And one problem that is uh, bothering me at this point, one of the team members he contributed his fair share for the success of the team. However, every time we made big accomplishment, he always said, oh, it's what I did to bring the team to the regional championship or to world championship, and repeatedly. That doesn't bode well for a lot of the case, and I want to keep the morale of the team high. So what is the best way to approach this, Molly? Oh, that's a great one. First off, wonderful that you are volunteering and sharing your skills and expertise and experience with young people. And robotics is super cool. I know nothing about it. So that's great. And then kudos to get to the world championship in Houston. So that's Thank you. really awesome. Really, really awesome. So can you share a little bit for me, Arthur, how many people on the team how long have they been together? Just a bit of the, just a bit of demographics, so I get a sense of the, who the folks are. Sure, absolutely. Uh, we started the team back in 2019. Originally, there were 15 kids on the team, and then a year later, we shifted, and eventually, we have nine kids on the team: six boys, three girls. And they get along for the most part, uh, and they learn a lot. I am really excited you know, to be with them because I learn a lot and grow during the process uh, as well. But uh, this topic came up actually only two, three months ago, and it became really obvious at the uh, World Award celebration in front of the whole team, the coaches, he began to say that, oh, it's because what I did bring the team to this stage today. And it really, I don't have a better word, but I am annoyed. A few, a lot of team members and other coaches are annoyed as well. 
Wow. This is fascinating because it's a new dynamic. So it wasn't something at all, and it just came out of nowhere. That's true. In the past, probably it was not so obvious uh, because we were, we consider ourselves an underdog. Uh, we have always been able to advance to the world, uh, not the world, the regional championship. But this is the first time for the whole team after two, three years of hard work, we were able to achieve our goal to make the world and did fairly well at the world championship. And of course, I want to bring the team forward uh, with other coaches to keep them together, to keep them learn, have fun, and be a good model for the younger team. Yeah, that's so fabulous. So I want to have just show some compassion for our friend who's taking credit. And it gets very personal for me. And my mom is listening, but I just have to share. I remember as a youngster, I think we had friends over. I was young. We were playing ping pong and I won. And I was like so excited about winning. I won the ping pong. And my mom came up to me as I was going to bed and she said, you know, it's really great. You won the ping pong. And, you know, you have to think about how other people might feel when they are losing. That may not be so nice. And she was really kind and really gentle about it. So um, I really have a lot of empathy for the young person who's a little bit over their skis having done it. So, mm -hmm. um, and I want to say this way to think about this, Arthur, is a simple framework, me and you and we, right? So at the mm -hmm. me level, I get you're, you're annoyed. Totally valid. I can see that. It's great for folks to just realize, hey, I'm annoyed, legit. And in approaching someone, and let's just call him Bobby, right? If you were to approach mm -hmm. Bobby, you wouldn't want to come across as annoyed because it would not be helpful. So you kind of have to exhale sure. that, right? And you inhale, maybe it's compassion, you know, maybe it's admiration. In inhale something that will help you start the conversation with a positive tone, okay? Sure. Right? Mm -hmm. And then you think about you, you think about Bobby. And Bobby is, you know, is a little over his skis, but, you know, he's really excited. He wants, he's contributing. Maybe he's even a little insecure. So he feels like he needs to overcompensate. Who knows, right? But you want to sure. have some empathy for him. And then the third level is the we level. Who are we together? And when you think about this, this is super important because as a leader, in this case, also coach, you're helping people appreciate that we're here to do something bigger than any one of us, right? And so yeah. the point of you're having a conversation, let's say with Bobby, isn't to make Bobby bad or wrong, but it's like, hey, you know, what are we really here for? And let's think about that. And then let's think about how all of us behave in a way that helps support the whole, which gives you a sense of purpose in mm -hmm. approaching this. So let me just pause there. How's that landing? It sounds great. Um, we, this coming Saturday, actually, we're going to have a debrief, uh, talk with the kids about the past season, has it been a long season? And I think that framework you know, puts a structure to the conversation that we are going to have and is going to be very helpful. I think I have a better idea now how to approach this to encourage them, particularly this team member, to keep engaged with the team in the meantime, realizing that what she did, what he did is harming the team. And yeah. hopefully I can balance the two, right? Encourage them that 
and show my appreciation of them being part of the team, make their contributions in the meantime, in order to bring the team one step forward. We need to keep calm, keep modest, and keep true to ourselves about our contribution to the team. And I have a very mild temper. I rarely let out. But this time, I could not help but said I didn't point to the rest of the team that is him. But I did right after the celebration, I said some team members said so-and-so. And I don't think that's the truth. Collectively, we are the team. We got a lot of support from the community, from the parents, from the coaches from other team, team members who bring different skill set to the team, right? We have mechanical design, we have programming, we have outreach, and also we have a lot of help from the professionals in the field that their job is to design and build robotics. Uh, I believe I have a better idea and in to let him know that this is not gracious professionalism in the meantime to encourage them to engage with the team. Yeah. Let me pause there. So first of all, great, I would say recovery in the group to um, not necessarily slam poor Bobby in the moment, but to say, Hey, it's really a team effort and acknowledge the team. Cause I think the rest of the team kind of gets what's going on. So really awesome. Right. right. And I do think it's an opportunity to pull our friend Bobby aside and then say, hey, Bobby, I'd love to talk to you about something that um, I think there's ways that you can be even more supportive to the team. Um, you know, it's now a good time to talk about it. You know, can we talk about it? And then just say, hey, walk me through you know, when we had that team meeting and I heard you say blah, 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 right? Do you recall right. that? Because you have to also appreciate sometimes people actually aren't really aware of even what they're saying. So get that person back to the moment um, do you recall that? And and again, you're not in a judging mode, even though you're rightfully annoyed, right, Arthur? <laughs> you're just, hey, do you recall that? Uh-huh. So, and I, I heard that. Is, do you recall saying that? Yeah. So I want to pause here because this is a really great learning moment. So I know you kind of might think, I wish it didn't happen. But the other way to think about it is I'm glad this happened because this is a great learning opportunity and the energy of learning and growth for young Bobby and the team, right? So yep. I want to ask you something. When If you were another team member, and you can make it really personal, pick a person, how do you think that person felt when they heard you say that? Pause. Mm -hmm. And for folks, you know, and again, I've done this, so it, this is, the guilt is, is everywhere here. You, you, you're like, what? You're not, you're not thinking about other people because you're kind of in your own reality. And so that right. at least gives them a chart and say, so here's the thing. What do you think I felt? Right. And so then you can yeah. be without being harsh, say, you know, I, I appreciate that you contribute a lot. I was a little disappointed or whatever you rightfully were, just so that you're being upfront and honest, mm -hmm. Bobby, so he can own it and say, so, so what are you, what, what are you hearing? What's landing? Then get Bobby to speak. Okay. What do you think needs to happen here? And Bobby may say, you know, I didn't, I wasn't trying to hurt the team. And, you know, you know, maybe I should apologize. What do you think? The co create with Bobby, a way to turn this 
into a really big learning moment for everyone so that the relationship on the team is even stronger. Right. So that's, yep. number. and then you can segue and say, you know, one of the things as a team, maybe we haven't done as explicitly is let's talk about some of the behaviors we really think will help our team flourish even more. And, and if one of us doesn't behave in a great way, how do we want to handle that? And just causing the, you know, just being intentional about the conversation and that everyone here is part of creating a great team culture. Right. And by the way, none of us are perfect. We're all going to screw up at some point. So don't feel, any need to be perfect. It's just how we handle it when things don't go so well. So let me Sounds pause. great. How's that landing? Sounds great. Yeah. So now yeah. I want to hear when you're with the young people, Arthur, what's your, what's the encouraging cheer, cheering coach Arthur sound like? Typically, my philosophy is even though I spent a lot of my spare time, resources, my network to bring them, the team together, is the team is the main topic here, right? They, the kids, should own the team, own their actions, what they are going to do, how they are going to approach the season, what kind of robot, robot they are going to design, and what kind of goal for the season. I typically leave them leave this to the team members after they discuss about this. Uh, I want to support them, encourage them, but I am more an observer uh, and stand on the sideline to see what's going on and help uh, prov provide help as needed or interject when there is an issue with the team along with other coaches. That's awesome. I'll just ask you, you know, and I know you're a busy person, so it's great you're making time. What have you learned uh, about yourself or what have you learned in general from working with young people on this? I am amazed by those young people all the time. And that's why after many seasons, uh, I started a journey when my son was much younger. It started uh, probably nine years old. So the journey start for, started from FLL and with uh, some guidance, gave them a task, they always came up something that I could not have a think of as adult. And I talked with other coaches, other mentors, other robotics team, and we share the same feeling. That is a main driver that, that keeps me going in the game for a long time. Uh, it's uh, granted, it's a lot of time it can, time commitment, and uh, we have to dedicate resources to support their, the team as well. Because each year we build a couple of robots and when it comes to those, uh, it's not cheap. So even with that, I still enjoy the process, enjoy working with young people. And from them, I see the great future of this great nation. Yeah, I love it. I love the opportunity you see in that. Um, so listen, I hope you feel equipped to have a good conversation. Is there anything you want to follow up in? Are you good for this weekend debrief? I'm all good. Uh, thanks for pro providing the, uh, the framework. Also, one important point that you brought up, uh, I didn't think about that or didn't think through yet, is the empathy. First, you know, we need to share that feeding, my feeding, and other team members feeding with uh, Bobby. And 
we can take things from there. Yeah, that's a great takeaway. That empathy um, is very powerful. It does mean putting our own feelings aside to be able to step into what might be going on from someone else. And from that comes great connection. So um, Arthur, I I, uh, will hope for a debrief. So would you loop back with me? If I can be of any help in any way, you know how to reach me. And uh, I want to thank you for being part of the solution, my friend. You take good care. Uh, It's my pleasure. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks. Oh, that's so great. Um, okay, so we are heading to the Virginia area nearby, and this is a little of a mini reunion. I am over the moon to say hello to my friend Maggie. Maggie, welcome to Say It Skillfully. Molly, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's joyous, joyous, joyous. Uh, what is on your mind? Well, uh, similar to our last caller, um, working with new in career and early in career. Uh, So I have taken on a career advisor role for two individuals, and I've also been mentoring and functioning as a team lead for some folks on my team. And I'm about to take on my first official leadership role here at the end of May. Um, And one thing that I am having a bit of a challenge with is pushing for proactive approaches. So I really want to encourage and coach um, these folks to drive their own career, to develop your own questions, to do your own research, um, you know, really, really take that proactive approach. And... Uh, with different personalities, some people are more introverts, you know, I'm trying to understand their motivations. Um, but I'm, when, I, when I'm not seeing that kind of result, I, I, I wonder, I sort of question myself, am I pushing them too fast? Am I expecting too much? Um, and I think either way, I, I end up overthinking, Molly, is what I do. I overthink it. <laughs> what metascales am I using? How can I best approach this? Um, and I really just want to deliver a direct and simple message and in the most encouraging and supportive way that I can. I love it. So first of all, kudos to you for you know taking on helping new in career, early in career in mentoring and kudos on your first official leadership role. That is huge. Thank you. Very exciting. Very exciting. We'll talk more about that in a bit. So this is a really great, um, the, the word, I, the, the thing I would think about Maggie is transparency is our friend. And when I say transparency, the notion of like, what's proactive, um, you know, what is the um, intention, right? What are we trying to do here in terms of career growth? And it's fair for Maggie to have a sense of, well, when I think about um, driving my own career and being proactive, this is what it means to me. And here's the benefit, which is awesome. And the opportunity is, I would say, co-creating, perhaps educating these newer in career to, um, to have a sense of what they could be doing for themselves. And that's uh, something you want to help them to get them to figure out is ideal versus Maggie saying, well, you should drive your career. You should do it proactively. And here's what you should do. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I know that that would be faster and that could be better, 
So uh, do you want to give me just a little, without divulging any names, just give me a, a little context for one and we can role play what that conversation might sound like with someone. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So we'll use an example. Uh, let's say Bob. Um, Bob is, has taken some of the feedback on being proactive um, and is perhaps making some assumptions about, you know, the quality of work um, or the fullness of filling the expectations, um, whether that be just providing timely updates, uh, follow-through, you know, communicating clearly, um, complete deliverables, et cetera. And I'm not the direct manager, so there is some feedback that I, I can provide, or, and I usually try it in a, in a coaching way um, to offer some guidance or advice, or maybe you could try it this way. Um, but it doesn't quite seem to be sticking. Um, and so the concern is uh, very high goals for this individual, uh, already you know, wanting to go to the next grade level and you know, get that promotion, everything else. Uh, but we, we really aren't there. And it really needs to be m more, in my opinion, on the individual to um, seek out ways to improve or, or ask when there are challenges, et cetera. I love it. This is, this is fabulous. And you're here because we need a shared reality for our friend Bob so that Bob really has an accurate understanding of where they are right now. And I'm hearing that Bob might think he's a little head of the game from where you and others might say. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So, and how long have you had a relationship with our friend Bob? Uh, about seven months. Okay. So, so here's just, and I'll just throw this out, right? We can work with this. Oh, Bob, I'm glad we're syncing on um, your career. One of the things I'm realizing is I, it's my job to be really upfront about what great looks like. And I'm not sure that I've done as good a job of that. Now, here we're not making Maggie wrong, right? But we are owning our part of this so that for a Bob, it's not feeling like you did something wrong. Okay. So that's just owning what you can. And so, you know, we've been doing this role. You could, you could say, Bob, I want to, you know, I'm getting some input and I want, I see some things that really could be helping you. Um, so here you're coming across as Maggie, the partner, Maggie, the coach, right? So I, I, I just please know that everything that I want to, uh, that we're talking about is really in helping you achieve your goals. Yeah. And that has to be authentic. So Bob's like, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Now I like using numbers because it can give a quick level set. You know, I, I understand there's some things you want to achieve in this current role. Okay, Bob, how would you, how would you rate how you're doing? Would it be an eight out of 10? You know, if you want to do A, B, C, D, whatever you want to make it and then have Bob, you know, give you what he thinks he's doing and why. And what you're doing here is just, first of all, you're not talking a lot. You're getting Bob to share how he thinks he's doing, which is giving you information. So there, and then you're just hearing him out. Okay, great. You know, Bob, this is awesome. I'm going to be really upfront. This is what I'm seeing for this level of work. Blah, blah, blah. It's a six out of 10. So all of a sudden, whoa, you know, Bob's got what? Right. 
And you may have very well told him that he wasn't doing that. He wasn't doing this and he wasn't communicating enough. But when you kind of get it to a grade or a number, it kind of sort of is a reality check. And from then mm. you can, then you can kind of figure out where you need to go. So let me pause there. How's that landing? Uh, so, so I like this. I, I think the ownership up front is great and it's short and sweet. Again, with my overthinking, you simplified it for me. <laughs> um, but, I, but I think that's a good part of it. And, and it is absolutely authentic and true, right? I, I could be doing a better job um, at, at giving more realistic or honest uh, feedback that uh, isn't like, you know, totally cushioned and soft and, and really trying to soften the blow for folks. <laughs> right. So I think, I think the ownership up front is a very good and authentic to me way to start that conversation. That's awesome. Now, I want to take this into the next uh, opportunity, which is, and I look at this framework and I think of this for leaders, there's this notion of direction, leaders provide the direction, where are we going? Um, the alignment, like who's doing what to get there and the commitment to, to do it. So that's an easy frame as you're thinking through with someone. Um, so it might be, you know, let's just go through and you want to break down this role. What are the key success areas? Maybe there's a communication piece and there's a timeliness piece. And what, when you say quality, like how do you, how do you help Bob appreciate what's high quality, right? And so I want to yeah. just be clear so that we're on the same page and, and outline what great looks like in those categories. Are you with me, Bob? Do we got that? Great. Okay. How can I help you? Right. So here you are saying, what, where, where are some things that are challenging? How can I support you? Right. And, and just say, you know, feel like, Hey, are you game on? Are you committed to doing this? Get that sense of you're here for him here. He's here for you. Right. We're in it together. All for one, one for all. And I think that when mm -hmm. folks think about tough feedback. I feel like, well, do you want this person to be successful or not? And if you do, you're like, here, like, I'm here to help you crush it. So it's on yeah. me to be really upfront, just like Maggie, you would want your boss to be with you, right? You would hardly want your boss beating around the bush that you had to kind of pull it out. Like, what am I doing? What is that exactly? Am I right? You'd, you'd rather. Absolutely. Right. Right. Now, now, Sometimes people aren't able, don't want what you want. So I think there is a real opportunity to, and this is in the connecting with an individual, to appreciate what it is that helps them be their best selves, right? So that's where there's this whole, yeah. you know, how should I say? That, that's the magginess. You have to figure out how you come across in a way that works for the Bob-Maggie relationship, which will be different than a relationship you have with another of um, your mentees or your direct reports. Right, right. Uh, and I, uh, yeah, I think that's, that is also very important. And having them talk through what is your best self, what is your best work look like? And I think that is a great point. Um, you know, there's, especially as people are coming into our organization, I've been here for quite a while. There's a balance, I, I guess, that, that one, I'm trying to do with the current folks, but also anticipating I'm going to have 10 new and career people reporting directly to me here shortly, um, is, 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 you know, preparing them for what the standards and expectations are within the company. Um, but to your point, and really a, a, a vital piece, is what does that look like to you and how can you best align with company goals, organizational goals, and your own. 
Yeah, I love that. Now, this is such a great opportunity because 10 folks is not a small team. Yes. Yeah. So that's Don't super scare exciting. me, Molly. <laughs> that's super exciting. I love it. I love it. I it love is. It, it so, is. So here's an opportunity to get c- collective support. And this is, um, I'll just throw this out, and you've done this with me, but that ability to have each of the people really sharing a bit about themselves. So we know each other as human beings and you know the ability, and we can talk more about this offline if we need, but that ability to... Um, have the courage to be vulnerable in front of our teammates, right? Out of the get-go mm-hmm. and really help people appreciate that Maggie values that everyone here is being their true self. And um, you're welcome here. And we're all going to make mistakes and mistakes are great opportunities to learn. I'm going to make them too. You know, that's, I think there's a solidarity about that. And you're, you're creating safety and saying, hey, I want to be able to, for folks to put it out there to make mistakes, but to know I've got your back when you do. And, you know, how do, yeah. how do, how do we support each other? I think that is a starting point for everyone is just, is, 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 is something most people don't get. Most people get, this is your job, do this at your work. This is what great looks like. You don't necessarily start at the most human level. And I think that's a real asset yeah. that you have. Maggie is connecting with people. So you, you give people that opportunity, one. And then two, this career growth is just saying, you know, here I am, we are, you know, and I am not going to be successful if you are all not successful, which you might say is kind of a big point of vulnerability, but like, look at my success is based on you. So I need you yeah. folks to know that I am your biggest cheerleader. Okay. And yeah. right. And it's really important to me that each of us, me included, continues to grow because that's how we amp up our team. And I'm also here to say that I'm here to support your growth. And I want each of us to be supporting all of our growth. So now you've got this mutual connectedness, like a sports team, right? Like here I am covering yeah. for you, right? And so now, and this again is not the most normal thing at work, but when you have folks starting in the same page like this, this could be a really powerful way to get going. And so it's also, and I'm also here to help everyone appreciate we're all accountable to each other. Um, we're part of the same team. We have a different experience of it. And, you know, I'm, I'm, here to help us get this, you know, I call it one and one is 11, right? And, and how do we make the most? All of us have different strengths. All of us have some blind spots and weaknesses. We want to, you know, mitigate our blind spots and weaknesses. We want to play to our strengths. And that requires everyone being really open, right? So I think modeling that, which I think is very authentically Maggie, by the way, right? Um, mm-hmm. Could be a way to get started. And, you know, that way you've got 10 folks kind of charged up realizing they're not there just in it for themselves they're in it for each other they're in it for the team um and might be a way to start so i'll just pause how's that land that is glorious um the piece that really sticks out is that um setting setting that it is about the team so one i like the connection of bringing everybody together and kind of co-creating that uh, what we want to commit to one another. So I love that team aspect, but I love setting up front as well. I I do want this to be inclusive and supportive and have safety and belonging here. Uh, and so setting that up front of, we are going to make mistakes. I'm here for you. Uh, let's just say this up front. So it's okay. So when those conversations do, you know, it's a difficult conversations, right? When those do come, um, 
I, I would hope that it, it would it would be a bit more of a let's do this together. They they know I am here for them. I've I've stated that I'm not just coming out of left field and and giving lip service, right? I love it. Well, what uh, ask you a little bit, put you on the spot here. What are you most excited about being you know officially a leader now? I am I am most excited about the discovery of what I am that I haven't seen, if that makes sense. Um, you know, I've, I've been able to, you know, extend, you know, leadership in, in a variety of different roles, um, but I've never owned it, right, fully or, or created my own team culture or, or anything like that. So I'm really excited to see what I learn, uh, uh, you know, looking back a year from now, um, paired with, of course, uh, seeing these folks come in. I mean, th- there's been a program for the last four years of, of new and career coming in, and each year they are just more and more impressive um, so I'm really excited to meet them and see, you know, I, I love the individual personalities. So getting to know their motivations and seeing how best I can support them. And, uh, and then, you, you know, they leave the nest, right? And you get to see them, them grow and take on crazy opportunities they never saw themselves in. So it's, it's exciting to be able to, to, one, have a learning experience for myself and develop myself, uh, as well as support all of these intelligent, young, hopeful people in I career. I love it. What is the, what would you say is, do you think is your biggest challenge or perhaps like a, something you are a bit apprehensive about, if anything? Yeah, I, I am not, uh, I am not much of a rule breaker. Um, so I, I very much do stay in the lines. Um, and I think it will be interesting going from an individual contributor role to now I'm just here to support you all. Um, and I think there'll be, I think it'll be a challenge in, in even measuring my own work, right? When I'm not checking off boxes of, of contributions and, and, you know, turning in deliverables, but now it's based on how everyone else's success, as you said. Um, I, I, I think that'll be interesting. Yeah, very It'll normal. be an adjustment. So maybe we can call it a challenge. It'll be an adjustment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love the awareness and I, you know, there's no judgment on it. I just think it's great. You know, you've always been someone I think is pretty in touch with yourself, Maggie, and I'm, I'm thrilled that the organization is uh, seeing your potential and giving you such a great opportunity. Uh, we could go on and on. Uh, do you have a particular top takeaway from our little chat? Yes, and, and thank you, Molly. It's been a pleasure to talk to you, and I've, I've loved listening. And uh, at least I get to hear you on my end, right? So I get to hear you all the time. Um, I, I, I just love the emphasis of the honesty and the I am here for you. Um, it's, I think it can be very, well, I know that I can tend to look at something like this is a confrontation and confrontation seems negative, but that's not even the intention. I mean, you, you pointed out something that I, that I already deeply know, and it is my intention. So I think that, that co-creation, 
that I am here to support you and I've got your back. So let's figure this out together. Um, it should really be at the core of it all. Um, so maybe something I'll put on my whiteboard, very large. I'm like, you know your intent um, to help remind me. I love it. Thank I you, am Molly. So, well, I am so proud of you. I am cheering for you as loudly as I possibly can. You know how to reach me. If there's any tiny way I can be helpful, don't hesitate. Just loop back as you get started, Maggie. I'd love to hear how it goes. Um, and then you're just a huge part of the solution. So I'm, I'm, um, I'm just so thrilled to hear how you're doing, my friend. And I hope our paths will cross again very soon. You take good care. Absolutely. Thank you, Molly. Just trying to pass along what you taught me years ago, and we'll keep doing it. Yeah, you <laughs> Thank are you so much. Star. Thank you. Thank you. Big hug. Oh, my gosh. Such a bright light. Awesome. Okay. We are heading over the Midwest to Dallas and a big howdy to Greg. Greg, how are you? Good morning, Molly. How are you today? I'm doing great. Uh, I couldn't be more fabulous because I have a chance to chat with you, and I am really curious what uh, challenging conversation or sensitive situations on your mind. This is a, this is interesting because it's a situation that I'm finding, but I think in all candor, it dovetails to what is uh, a big problem probably nationally or worldwide as much as anything else with the, you know, the, the impact of the pandemic obviously changed the work world tremendously, ranging from people uh, working remotely much more to also the impact of quiet quitting and, you know, a number of people, many, many, many people just walking away, just deciding they don't want to work anymore. Um, my situation related to that is a little bit unique. And my question relates to how to best make an important statement in a way that's subtle enough that you don't make people mad at you. Uh, I am, um, Molly, as you know, you, you and I have known each other for a while. I've had a successful business career. And at this point, I'm trying to return to my professional roots. I stepped out for four years into a parallel industry. And while I've enjoyed it, it is featured, it ended up featuring remote work much more than I expected it would. So as a man who's in his early 60s, I'm, I'm trying to go back to my former work world. And I'm, I'm lucky to have, you know, had a 30-year career in that role, that world before starting out. And so I am re-engaging contacts, reintroducing myself, uh, and have been doing so for probably about nine months now. And what I'm finding is um, not so much of a – I want to be careful how I say this – not a bias or not a discriminatory kind of reception when I get in touch with – when I get into searches, but I'm, I'm having people tell me – recruiters, headhunters, uh, people who, you know, have recommended you, or in this case, recommended me for jobs. Well, you know, you know, you're approaching the end of your career and, you know, that's not necessarily a positive. And my, 
my thought process going in, and maybe this was a huge dose of naivete on my part, was, you know, my my skills haven't diminished any. <laughs> you know, I'm still I'm the same person that I am that I was before in terms of capability, but you know, how do you position uh, that politely in kind of a yeah but context? Uh, and, and of course, understanding you know on the back end that there are other things that influence people who have less experience don't necessarily come with the same financial pressures and things like that. So there's a lot of a lot of factors that go into this. But what really highlighted it it was recently um, I was involved in a screening Zoom for a position. Uh, it was absolutely just right down Broadway, the same kind of th- same thing I did before when I left to go into this parallel career, parallel industry. And there's a nine person search committee. I get on the I get on the Zoom and the first thing that the search chair says is, you know, four of our committee members aren't going to be with us today. <laughs> but rest assured, we will be um the recording of your Zoom. And then during the Zoom, and this is, I guess, the beauty or the negative Zoom, during the Zoom, I can actually see that two of the people on the call are doing other work. (laughs) They have their microphones muted. There are people coming in and out of their offices. They're answering the phone and things like that. And I thought to myself, um, I'm apparently not being taken too seriously. And it ended up being that way because I didn't advance in the search. But it occurred to me, you know, that I might not be presenting myself in the best way for people to take my intent seriously. And how do I bring that to light in a positive way? And it's it's been a challenge for me to think through it. And I haven't really, you know, in all sincerity, I haven't come to any real closure about the best way to go about it. So that's why, Molly, I wanted to seek your opinion about the situation and, again, to see uh, what your thoughts would be. Wow. This is big stuff. Thank you for putting it out there. I would imagine there are listeners nodding their heads uh, and very empathetic about this. And there's so many layers to this, Greg. So first off, way to go to get back into the saddle of where you want to go. And I think knowing your intention, being confident and clear about what you're doing is key. I think to your earlier point about potentially, how could you present yourself in better light? Um, I think there is a matching principle. If you're in a situation, and I, and I, I loathe to say this, but I get it that some folks are checking boxes. Well, we need to interview X number of people. So let's, you know, let's put them in. If you're feeling like you're, being put through the ringer, you know, I wouldn't take that personally. One, if that is what it is, you know, potentially a chance is to let people know how amazing you are. But if people are really checked out, I mean, in a Zoom interview, not a good sign and it's not on you. It's, it's really a poor reflection of them. And I would probably think twice about joining them anyways. So, you know, I, th- I think that that in the moment it can be a bit deflating. So I think it can be hard to stay high if you're actually observing that. Now, I might, you know, in this case, if you want to be a little cheeky saying, oh, I want to make sure I'm coming through. Are folks hearing me okay? 
And you might even call out a name, say, Mr. So-and-so, Miss So-and-so, or are we good? I want to make sure. And just own the room. Own the room in a nice way, mm-hmm. staying high, right? Don't you know, pretend that you don't see that. You see it. Say, hey, and call them out a little bit. Now, someone could have had a child who had to go to the hospital. You know, who knows? Something really terrible could have happened, right? So don't assume. But at the same time, feel good about advocating for yourself, Greg. Um, and and just that's just, I think, something that's important for your own self, sense of self, right? Um, you know, I think the the you know, the end of career, you know, it's hard for me because I, I have so many folks who are um, moving on a little bit. And I said, look, you can work a little less, but just know you have so much value to add, right? So many ways you can add value. And so I do think that finding places that really are going to value you is important. And if it's a huge push to convince someone that you're given, if you have this stellar uh, resume and you've obviously done the work, you know, if you have to grovel too much, I might be like, huh, maybe that's really not the right place. And I'm, you know, and I, again, I hate to say this, but I think there's a lot of places that aren't so great. They may not deserve you, Greg. Okay. And that's kind of a bummer for them. Now I know in a situation where we're one wants to find work, we can't necessarily, you know, might be a beggar's chooser situation. So, you know, you got to balance that out. But I think up front, um, asking the kinds of questions that help you understand the real culture and what they value here uh, and saying, hey, I want to be upfront about this. It might seem like I'm at the tail end. I, I am full on, game on. I have, I'm awesome about what I can contribute. And I want to make sure I'm in a place that's going to value that. You know, How would you characterize your organization from that standpoint? And put, turn the tables a little bit. You know, how are you helping? Mm-hmm. You know, I think this, I hear about this diversity all the time and I love to be, you know, on the more seasoned side here. Gosh, I can tell you so many ways I've been learning from young people. This multi-generational ability at work is awesome. Show how you believe, how unbelievable it is to have the, the depth of, um, you know, someone with your experience coupled with folks who are new in career, you know, be enthusiastic and upfront about it. And hopefully they'll be like, yeah, right. totally awesome. Or if they're like, eh, whatever, we don't really, then you're like, you know, really? <laughs> so, you know, I, 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 I offer that as just lead, lead them. And if they, you know, if they're worthy of you, hopefully that will become a very robust conversation. If you feel like it's, you know, a bit of an echo chamber or what have you. That's just information for you. And don't, you know, my one thing would be not to take it personally and to feel bad about oneself. And I think that's, that can be really hard, right? The job thing. I know so many people, mm-hmm. you know, it's brutal and it can be very personal. It can be very, um, you know, kind of depressing, right? You know, like, oh my God. Um, so it's just, I would encourage staying around people who um, can be positive, can be encouraging, can be really supporting you so that, you know, you don't take any of the, any rejection that might happen too seriously. That's great advice. You know, one thing I've learned through all of this, and I think this, um, honestly, from listening to today's show, it resonates with the first two folks that you spoke with. Um, I don't think you can ever forget that 
while you can seek leadership from others, you can also lead yourself. And 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 like you just said, you know, okay, the a situation is a situation, but when it's a situation you didn't create, you can't let it pull you down. You can't let it pull you into the mud necessarily. And one of the things that I have done, and, and again, you know, Molly, as you know, um, you know, I'm I'm still pretty I'm still very well employed, so it's not like I'm, you know, endlessly speculating in this process. But what I've also learned along the way here is when it comes to this kind of professional progress that you're trying to make, you know, you're you're better off shooting with a rifle than you are with with a cannon. You know, you're better off being selective about what you know where you think you can make a difference and where you want to make a difference at the same time. Those are two different things, but it, it offers you the chance to really be smart about how you speculate, you know, but because one thing, one thing I've not done is that, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put a hundred, a hundred resumes in play. There's no reason to do that because, if you're if you're honest with yourself, you you know what you like, you know what you're looking for, and you know where you can contribute the most. So I've taken a lot of solace in that. I have to remind myself of it once in a while when I get irritated, as I did, you know, with the Zoom interview example. But uh, you know, sometimes the leadership's got to come from looking in the mirror too. Absolutely, and that is those are very very wise words. You know, you've got, it's like, you know, Marshall Colson told me that when, for coaches, you know, it's about picking the right client. In this case, it's about picking, you know, the right places to be interviewing and they need to be a good match. I don't want to make them better, you know, places, but if it's not a good match for you, then like, don't go there. And it can right. seem like it's a limited thing, but I believe that there are a lot of great organizations out there. No one I know is like, oh my God, I have too many amazing people. I've not heard one leader tell me that. Okay. So I know that they're yeah. out there and, you know, it's a what's worthwhile is worth working for, for, for folks. If you're um, coming up the ranks, I just want to encourage really staying connected, um, nurturing relationships authentically and folks who have, you know, I know moms who've gone out of the workforce and come back 20 years later, but they've kept in touch so, you know, people who yeah. know you and have known you for a while can vouch for you. I mean, that obviously is, is fabulous. And obviously you've done that. So I just want to encourage younger folks. I wish that's something I did better throughout my decades because I've really had spectacular people um, and I've lost track of too many of them. So I think that you're, that positivity piece, you know, I'm hearing an upbeatness and an empowerment, Greg, that you've got and, you know, you own it. And you're great, yeah. So and, you know, find the <laughs> find the tribe, right? That really that that values that they're out there for sure, for sure. And you know, I think that what's worthwhile really is worth working for. So, um, any final top takeaway from you, my friend? Yeah, um, you know, like you said, you know, you you have to maintain your own focus personally. Um, you know, and it, it it also you have to to me you have to understand it's a process. Is there going to be is it a process that's going to have a conclusion? Yes, but you can't force the process. 
you can't look around and say, okay, today is April 25th. I'm going to have this done by May 7th. It's not how it works. There are too many variables that are involved. And, and also, you know, when it comes to network, um, maintaining and revitalizing your network is so important. I have all throughout this entire process, I have maintained something that a mentor taught me a long time ago. And you mentioned, you know, how you may have gotten disconnected with a little bit of your network. Um, this mentor shared with me the notion of every day reach out to one person that you would not routinely have contact with. Text, email, phone call. And with texting, it's really easy to buzz somebody and say, hey, you know, we haven't talked in a long time. I hope you... I hope you know. I hope you hope you're doing well. And it's amazing how much people appreciate that. You know, sometimes it's a couple of days later when they answer, but it's really. And I've encouraged a lot of younger people to do the same thing. You know, you, you don't want to just hold your network off to the side for when you really need it. You just have to be committed to building it and working it all the time. Work it every day in some way. Yeah. Not, yeah. not the thirteen, not the thirteen people, but the one. You know, how long does it take to shoot a text to somebody at eight o'clock at night? Right. Yeah. But do yeah. it every day. I love it. I love it. That is awesome advice to wrap with. I appreciate that. I'm going to put that to heart, my friend. Uh, I'm going to thank you for being part of the solution. I'm cheering you on. Greatness, continued greatness awaits, Greg. Um, you take care, and thanks for being part of the solution. All right. Thank you, Ma. Ciao, ciao, bye. Okay, folks, uh, my thought for the week from the revered and amazing Venus Williams tennis star, make a choice to build a life you don't regularly need to escape from. And that's a wrap, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Please be part of the solution and kindly share this show. Reflect on your top takeaways. And no, I'm sharing for you to be who you are and say what needs to be said so that you and those around you have a shared reality essential to make the best decisions, execute with speed, and achieve outstanding outcomes at work and in life. Homelessness is solvable. Communities are proving it. And it begins by understanding that we can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. The U.S. spends billions each year responding, but it's clear more resources alone aren't enough to solve this complex problem. Community Solutions is a nonprofit working alongside 105 U.S. communities, proving it is possible to make homelessness rare and brief, starting with veteran and chronic homelessness. These cities and counties are fundamentally changing their approach and have committed to get to zero homelessness using real-time, person-specific data to work and use their resources wisely. What can you do? Visit www.built40.org. See if your community is engaged. Contact your mayor and ask, do you know the number of people experiencing homelessness in real time? Do you know every homeless person by name and need? What are you doing to drive measurable reductions in homelessness? Please challenge the fiction that says homelessness can't be solved. Thanks for listening to Say It Skillfully with host Molly Chang. Join us again for more ways to say it skillfully next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow Molly on LinkedIn and Twitter 
Check out SayItSkillfully.com and sign up so you don't miss her latest 90-second video. And please, be part of the solution. Kindly tell others about this program so they say it skillfully too.